going on, everybody? Welcome to my little live stream from New York City. How's everybody? What's up, RJ Henners and Jerry Blair and Philip Brooks, Casey and NorCal off the YouTube, and Lisa Connor and Wayne Boo Atkins, and who else we got? John Cassidy, Andy Bolin. What's up, Andy? How are you, buddy? Uh, yeah, so here we are in New York City. Uh, for, for a reference point, you're pretty much looking, once again, this gets old for some people, but you're pretty much looking exactly where Sully landed that plane about 10 years ago, maybe 11 years ago now. Right where that sunbeam is is where the, uh, the jet hit the water, and then it quickly went downstream. And then those ferries, you'll probably see them going back and forth. Uh, although that's the first thing that's a bit creepy about uh, being in New York City. The traffic is a lot lighter and the ferry traffic is a lot lighter because people live on the other side of the Hudson River in Jersey there and they take a ferry over to New York so they could get a lot more space and a nicer apartment for their money. And then they uh, all they have to do is commute on a ferry every day and then they jump in a cab on the other side of Manhattan and go to go to their jobs. But with that said, I don't see as many ferries uh, running. Uh, Robin Quivers said Sully wasn't a hero. Is that? Nah, come on. That's just dumb. Everyone else would have shit their pants and nosedived that plane into the Hudson River. Oh, my God. That's just dumb. Uh, easy. Opie's liberal. Yeah, Stephen Tuohy. I just dealt with that once again on Twitter. It's just so stupid. Some asshole hater out there. Um they try to get something going where they call me wokey or something like that. Uh, and when and when you're woke, I guess you're a libtard, a snowflake, and a dem. And I just went at it with this guy, and I said, "You bought into that bullshit. What what other bullshit are you buying into? That I'm crazy? Oh my god, I'm crazy! All that bullshit that haters are throwing at me." And then I have to explain over and over again. I fucking hate the taxes I pay. And I'm reminded of that uh, just being in New York City. This place is dripping with people just fucking wanting your money and the taxes you pay to live in this damn city. So I don't know if that's a, uh, I don't know if that's a liberal talking point that I, I like paying a lot of taxes. And then the other thing is that uh, cancel culture, I, I hate it. Absolutely hate cancel culture. It's the enemy of what I do. So aren't the libtards and the snowflakes and the Dems, aren't they pretty much the ones that are for cancel culture? But then I confuse people with the thing about the women. I'm kind of a feminist. Look up the definition before you go, ew. You literally just think that women are equal to men. God forbid you think that in 2021. Um, and I think they should be able to do whatever the hell they want with their bodies. And I would be damn outraged if I was a woman and I had a guy telling me what to do with my body. Because it's mostly men that are legislating that shit. You watch the Grammys? No, I didn't watch the Grammys. Why would I watch the Grammys? I know Bill Burr went for a dumb joke. I'm not, I don't mean dumb in that way. We used to always call everything just dumb. But Bill Burr went, went for some joke, and then he was trending. Um, they want to cancel Bill Burr for, for attempting a joke? <laughs> just stop it already. Where are the people that are okay with being offended every once in a while? Oh, my God. But they wanted to cancel Bill Burr. 
Yeah, thank you, Andy Vol. And after Grammys, you got all these people uh, all over their um, their socials bragging that they won a Grammy. I'm like, I don't give a fuck you won a Grammy. Who gives a shit? We're all trying to uh, keep our family safe. We're trying to open up our businesses again. We're fucking checking our bank accounts to see if our checks came. And you got people out there like, oh, my God, this is the video of me when I found out that I won a Grammy. I was in the middle of filming my hit TV show when I found out. Oh, my God. Yeah, regular people can relate to that. You dope. Anyway, so we're uh, we're in New York City, and uh, what a day. Oh, my God. You dog owners did not warn me about bringing a dog to New York City for the first time. It was like uh, it was like catnip for for a cat. We uh, we drove into New York yesterday um, late. My my daughter really wants to go back to school, so we're giving it a shot. School's doing the right thing. They're trying to be as safe as possible. So we said, yeah, let's do that. Let's mix it up a little bit. Let's uh, come to uh, New York City. Um, we just had dinner for the first time in this apartment in a year. Uh, crazy. So fucking weird to be back. But we left uh, late last night, and uh, oh, my God, my kids were picking out the music for the car ride. And uh, it was pretty awesome, man. I got turned on to a couple new songs. Would you like to hear about them? <laughs> my son found this song called uh, Earth by Little Dicky. Uh, we listened to that song over and over again. It was a good choice for my son. You might want to check it out for yourself. If you got little kids, they might laugh their asses off if you allow them to, to hear dirty words. And then my uh, daughter went with uh, Savage Love, which is a massive TikTok song. Uh, a little Dickie's hilarious, Rayman says off the YouTube. Ryan West, he knows. Great tune. It gets really, really dirty as the song goes on, by the way. so. <laughs> um, but anyway, then uh, my daughter picked Savage Love. And then I got turned on to um, my wife's uh, choice, which was Harry Styles, Watermelon Sugar. <laughs> we ended up playing that song like three times in a row. I'm like, God, this is Harry Styles. He has some catchy songs. So we cranked Watermelon Sugar. Uh, it was kind of fun because we were just passing the phone around and, um, and people, uh, you know, the family were uh, picking songs. And then I, uh, I go, isn't it my turn? It's my turn for a song. And, you know, they don't listen to me. I mean, we're at that point. I go, I would love to hear the Black Keys, Gold on the Ceiling. And I said it a couple times. The next thing you know, but also my daughter goes, is this it, Daddy? Made my night. Made my drive into New York City. So then we cranked the Black Keys. And then, uh, and then uh, we went Black Keys to uh, Adele. Started with the hello. So I go, look, if we're doing Adele, then we got to do Rolling in the Deep, which is, uh, I swear to you, one of my favorite songs that came out in the last, I don't know, that song could be 10 years old now, maybe. Uh, and so we did Rolling in the Deep. And that got us to New York City, man, just playing songs and, uh, you know, driving back here with the dog in the car going nuts, pretty much sitting on my lap. He weighs 80 fucking pounds, but for whatever reason, he needs to look out the front window while we're driving. Then we got to the apartment, and uh, it was time to walk the dog. And this is where I needed your help. 
someone out there should have told me that, uh, you know, when a dog hits a new environment, especially if he goes from seeing not many people and a dog every once in a while to New York City, that he's going to lose his fucking mind. So all of a sudden we get the dog out of the car. I'm like, this will be easy. You know, let him pee and shit, sniff a few things, and we'll go upstairs and, uh, you know, crash. The dog lost its fucking mind. I didn't know this this dog. It was it was like I had a completely different fucking dog sniffing everything, peeing on everything, pulling left, pulling right, trying to get out of its collar, just trying to literally smell every single fucking foot of New York City. And uh, he gave us quite the workout. But then uh, finally we got him upstairs, although he, he hates elevators. He's not a big fan of the elevators. And then uh, he, he got into this apartment and then ran like a lunatic around the apartment for a good hour. So then we went to bed around, uh, I don't know, 11.30, midnight. <sighs> and then all of a sudden, around 4 in the morning, this dog that really wasn't sleeping much at all started licking my fucking hand. And that woke me up, and I thought he was just, like, nervous. So I laid on the floor with the dog to try to calm him down because it's a new environment, trying to do the right thing. That worked for a little while. Then I went back into the bed. He licked my hand again, and then he started the barking. So the kid had to get up at 4.15 in the morning to, the, to walk the dog so he could poo and pee and sniff everything once again. I think he was just dreaming about how cool it was to be in New York, sniffing all these dog butts that were left behind on the sidewalk and in the bushes and on the curb and on the side of buildings and the fucking fire hydrants. So at 4.15, I'm, I'm, I'm wrestling him like he's an alligator outside the house again for another 20 fucking minutes. And he's shitting and peeing. And then finally uh, got back upstairs. Like I have to drag an 80-pound dog into the elevator because he refuses to go into the elevator. And then I uh, finally crashed until, I don't know, 6.15. So I'm very, very tired. And I curse uh, Diamond Dallas Page today. I do his app. And today was, uh, what, what does he call it? I think he calls it Diamond Cutter. It's a nightmare. When you see this thing pop up on your app, you're like, fuck. It's a 57-minute workout. And what's in this workout is his world-famous 10-second push-up. And you got to do two of those. But you also got to do two five-second push-ups. And basically, a 10-second push-up is you start in the uh, push-up starting position and you start lowering, lowering, <laughs> lowering towards the floor for 10 seconds. And you stop right above the floor so you're still off the ground. You hold that for 10 seconds. And then you pause. And then you start going slowly back up to the starting position for 10 seconds. You get up there, pause for a second. Then you start lowering again for 10 seconds. Stop it right before the, the floor, hold that for another 10 seconds, and finally you can hit the ground with your chest and then pop up into a, a cobra pose. It just wore me out, this workout. So I'm cursing Diamond Dallas Page right now. This story hurts my tit muscles, Eton Burke. Dude, I wasn't going to have bitch tits for the rest of my life. And uh, you do 10-second push-ups? Oh, my goodness. Hola, hello, hola, hello. What's up, Gary Krasinski? Gina Bobina, bitch tits, L-O-L. Watermelon sugar. All right. If you follow me on the Twitter, I uh, I tweeted this earlier, but 
there's a blues musician out there from Mississippi, I believe. And he's the last of his kind. He, he plays kind of like uh, kind of slow, melodic blues. Um, shit, I forgot. I forgot the genre. It's actually called something. And people down in Mississippi that really know their blues know this particular style of blues. Look at the helicopter. Hi, helicopter. Where you going? Those are the real rich people. There are people that commute up and down the Hudson River in uh, helicopters. That's another sign that New York is definitely not back yet. Because the helicopter traffic uh, this time of day going, uh, you know, uh, from left to right. Uh, it's, it's quite a few actually. And they go right up to their sick houses in Connecticut and, uh, whatever. But anyway, um, so this guy, he's really old. I don't even know how old he is. He's probably in his eighties. I watched, uh, I, I watched Sunday morning, I guess I was watching yesterday. I was lazy, just laying around and, uh, they did a feature piece on this guy. His name is Jimmy Duck Holmes. And he's this old, old-time blues musician in Mississippi. And what's cool about this guy is that um, he doesn't write any of his songs down. He doesn't write any of his, his songs out at all. And every time he performs his songs, he performs them differently, which is fucking nuts if you think about it. So anyway, uh, he got the attention of Dan from uh, the Black Keys, the lead singer, Dan from the Black Keys. And... Um, Dan brought Jimmy Duck Holmes down to Nashville and they did an album and the album's called uh, Cypress Grove. The damn album is so good. I've played it like three or four times since yesterday alone. And I believe he was up for a Grammy or might have won a Grammy. Now, if he won a Grammy, I'd be excited about that because it, it looks like the guy has not much at all. So that would be damn fucking cool if he won the Grammy. Jason Smith says, rest in peace to Tiger's leg. Yeah, where are we at with Tiger's leg? Anyone else notice there's not much info coming out? That's scary. Because if he was healing, they would really give a lot of uh, updates. But they're probably sitting there going, holy fuck, how are we going to handle this? <laughs> As his leg is barely hanging on. It's probably hanging on by the last muscle. And they're still debating. I don't know. Maybe we could still save the leg. What are we going to tell the press? I don't know. I don't know. Do something. It's Tiger Woods. Imagine if he loses that leg. Oh, my God. If he does, I would love to see him make a comeback with an artificial leg. Because walking around New York City, you see these people with the fake legs. And I'm pretty impressed by the technology. They really have figured out the, uh, the robotic leg for sure. That would be awesome. Ten dollars from Benjamin Tucker. Thank you, buddy. Starting at thirty-eight hundred dollars one way from downtown Hellport to East Hampton in a corporate heli. That's how much it would cost me to get me out to the East Hampton area. Although I'm uh, even further east than that, but I'll I'll, t I'll hitch a ride to East Hampton. Benjamin Tucker, that's your job. So starting at $3,800 one way from downtown Hellport to East Hampton in a corporate heli. Holy shit, you're rich. <laughs> Tiger will be the new Lieutenant Dan. Very good, Jeremy Smith. That's a good pull. I like uh, I like good pulls, if you know what I mean. <laughs> oh, the other thing. So I made the mistake of walking doggy to school with my daughter this morning. And uh, I get to school 
And one of the parents really, really interested in my dog. This parent has never really talked to me before in all the years. And our kids have been in actual classes together uh, over the years, you know, because they start at three or four years old uh, here in New York. She comes right up to me. Oh, my God, your dog. You know, we get a lot of compliments on doggy. And uh, and she goes, uh, where did you get it? And I'm like, oh, this is what I was thinking in my head. I'm like, oh, now I know why she's being nice to me. She wants to know where I got the dog. Because if I don't give the right answer, she's not going to be happy. And I also was reminded after the fact that she's an incredible, over-the-top animal rights activist. So I went, from a breeder. <laughs> oh, did her tune change? I can't even fake it anymore because these people actually come up to you and they want a confrontation. At this point, when people ask me where I got the dog, I now realize that they want a confrontation because I didn't get it out of shelter because they know damn well that you can't get like a golden doodle or a labradoodle or any of these other uh, hypos at the animal shelter. So now I just defiantly, I would have this excuse, like not, a, it's a real, it's a real thing, but I, I feel guilty. I go, well, we got it from a breeder, but that's because we're all allergic to dogs, which I am. I'm really allergic to dogs. So we couldn't have a regular dog. And if you go to the shelters, they don't really have the Labradoodles or the Golden Doodles. So, you know, this was our only choice and blah, blah, blah. Now I just go from a breeder. <laughs> And she got so mad. I want to say, hey, man, these dogs need loving too, right? And I'll let someone else uh, get a dog with a, a wanky eye. I don't want my first dog in a long time to have a wanky eye or, or an undeveloped leg and in her, uh, you know, someone else's issues because the dog is scared shitless. Not that there's anything wrong with those things. And I know a lot of people out there, including Des Bishop, does the right thing. And uh, I'm actually very, very happy when uh, these dogs from shelters find homes. But I'm so sick of like being judged just because we didn't get our dog from a shelter. And actually, if you want to know the truth, I was kind of just joking. Relax. Um, we did go to the shelters. Uh, couple shelters out east just to see and they literally didn't have anything that we could bring home we simply couldn't bring them home because we would be very very allergic to them chris uh shoplock after a lifetime of strays and rescues we finally uh bought a champion bred black lab and people ask us all the time what kind of dog is that drives us nuts just say the dog's a rescue from a breeder you'll get double points oh i like that god why didn't i think of that chuck ryan i like that oh i think i told you guys but for Valentine's Day, we were just driving around and there's nothing, you know, we could do. So we went to like a puppy mill to check out puppies. And the energy in there was so fucking sad. I wanted to buy every dog in there. So sad. And and the desperation on the workers' faces, because I think, I think they know, obviously, that every dog in there is on the clock. And uh, so their whole job is to just move dogs as fast as they can and get them into homes. And then, uh, you know, we were wishy-washy because we had no intention of buying another dog. It was more a stupid activity for the kids, you know, hold a couple puppies and then let's try to get ice cream or something somewhere, right? 
And then we quickly realized that th this is not the place to bring your kids to hold a couple puppies. As soon as you get in there, they work you and want you to buy a dog. And then um, they were feeling my, my wife knowing that uh, it wasn't looking good that we were going to walk out of there with a dog. So then they go, come here. They take her to a, a, a door. They open up the door. And there was the next batch of uh, puppies in cages in the back. Because I'm thinking, when I went into the puppy mill, I'm thinking, well, okay, all right, there's only, uh, let me think, maybe 50 or 60 dogs. Uh, and I'm thinking, okay, this is a real good chance that uh, they'll, they'll move all 50 or 60 dogs. So that made me feel better. But then my wife, I was in the car with Doggy. I didn't go in, especially because I'm very allergic. And she goes, you're not going to believe it, man. They, they brought me to the back. They opened up a, a door, and there's a ton of puppies just crammed into cages in the back waiting to be uh, put on display in another week or two. I'm like, holy shit. I wonder if the sun's still up for Judd Jones right now. <laughs> the sun's still up there in Utah. Mind blown, Brandon Hollinger. Mind blown. Wait, you guys are talking about Obama and kids in cages? What the fuck happened to the chat today? You don't like what I was talking about, so you're like, fuck that. Let's uh, let's make up our own show. <laughs> Jimbo. Where's Jimbo? Hold on. Jimbo Morrison. Opie, say my name so my wife believes me. Frank uh, Pyatt. No, I can't do that, Frank. I'm sorry. Maybe next time. Doggy's probably like, what the fuck? Where's the beach? He was he was simply out of his mind today. It was nuts. It was nuts. He didn't know what to do with himself. You know, kind of like a, uh, oh boy. <sighs> I almost said uh, something very controversial about Catholic priests. Kind of like, uh, I don't know, Michael Jackson out of daycare. That was my dog in the streets in New York City when he, when he hit the streets for the first time, he was out of his mind. Still bright and sunny here in uh, Alabama. Oh, my God. The hell's going on with the sun? See, because, like, uh, the earth is flat, right? So my theory is really simple. If the, if the earth is flat, then the sun has to go down the exact same time for everybody. Huh? What do the what do the flat earthers say about that one? I know enough. So if, let's see. All right, I'm doing it with my hand. Yeah, the Earth is flat. Then the sun goes over the edge, and then it gets it's dark immediately for everybody, right? Yeah, of course. Drew Brees retired. Drew Brees was overrated. Drew Brees should have won uh, more Super Bowls. How many did he win? One. I would put him in the disappointment category. I think he was supposed to win more Super Bowls. Oh, they use different light bulbs in space, Will Iommi says. Well, that makes sense. The sun goes around in a circle. Wait, the sun goes around. Yeah, the sun goes around Earth, right? <laughs> the big yellow one is the sun. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, Jason C. Nice callback. Tom Brady eats corn on the cob the long way. <laughs> I know he rides a bike weird because I saw him on the bike path. He has a, a, a place in New York downtown and there's a bike path right along the Hudson River. And I saw him and Giselle 
riding bikes. And uh, I'm not going to lie to you. He rode the bike a little weird. He was a little too proper on his bike. His back wasn't bent uh, just slightly. It was like straight up. It was, it was weird to me. And then I went, oh, my God, Giselle's even hotter in person. What do you think about Pepe Le Pew being canceled? Y you mean uh, Governor Cuomo? Is that what you're getting at? Isn't he the Pepe Le Pew? I got this to say about Cuomo. I really tend to believe women when it comes to this sexual harassment thing. I think they got fucked over the years in uh, workplaces and uh, the power struggle that is between a man and a woman. Oh my God, he's talking like a feminist. Harry, you gotta hear this. The guy that invented Whip about Wednesday is supporting women. You're not gonna believe it. Give me my pink berry and a large spoon, God damn it! Anyway, this is what I like. I tend to believe the women, but I'm uh, torn here because I love that he's not going down without a fight. I love it. And a poll came out, and he still has the support of his, um, of his people, the people that voted for him. Now, I know if you're a Republican, right away you want to see Cuomo get fucked. I understand how this works in this day and age. But I love the fact that he's not willing to just fold and cater, uh, collapse, uh, excuse me, to cancel culture. And he wants an investigation and he's going to play it out. I kind of like that. We need some of these people to fight back. And look, in the end, he might be the biggest fucking pig. I don't know. I don't hang out with him. I have no idea. It doesn't look good. Hyperdude says, you sound tired as fuck, Ope. I am. I am really tired. Dem or Republican, it's all garbage. I agree with you. He probably should have been canceled for putting COVID in nursing homes. No comment on that. Pandemonium. Yeah, I have a comment on that. Doesn't sound good. Sounds like uh, he was like trying to fudge some numbers. Yeah, that's, uh, that's a bad look, my friend. What a surprise. A politician with a bad look. What a surprise. You got shit like that that happens on both sides. I just want to find more of the people out there that uh, that know that this garbage happens on both sides. I, I, I need more of those people in my life. Oh, the cartoon Benjamin Tucker. It's stupid. There's a group of people out there. They wake up as the sun's coming up, right? And then they jump online and try to figure out what the next thing uh, that could be canceled is. And sometimes it's a boss and other times they get a little uh, traction on it, like the Pepe Le Pew. Saw that cartoon a million times. That's in my wheelhouse. I mean, I'm old enough to remember Pepe Le Pew on the TV when we only had three channels. Three channels and two genders. That's where I came from, which is insane because now we got, I don't know if we have more genders or more channels at this point. Not that there's anything wrong with that. I'm more than fine. Watched the Pepe Le Pew growing up many, many times. And guess what? I never wanted to molest a woman. I never wanted to harass a woman. I never wanted to force a woman to do something she didn't want to do. That's why I think it's okay. It's a stupid cartoon. The one thing I could say, uh, and I, I should talk about like my mom in a, in a better light, not just the crazy ass shit. She taught all of us to respect women. And a dumb cartoon wasn't gonna fucking make me do anything differently. Favorite door song, Ope, Jimbo Morrison. Um, 
Wow. I go for the stuff that didn't really uh, get a lot of airplay. Um, like Waiting for the Sun, Backdoor Man, uh, Peace Frog. It always changes, but I love the beat of Peace Frog. Well, then I loved L.A. Woman, and I know they played the hell out of that. But um, I, as far as door songs that were overplayed, I still love L.A. Woman. But I love the down and dirty blues songs they did. Oh, show me the way to the next whiskey bar. Oh, don't ask why. That's a great song, too. Soul Kitchen. Oh, fuck yeah. Did I nail it, Jason? I hope so. I want to nail uh, Watermelon Sugar. That <laughs> stupid, catchy song. Oh, Pat Duffy, I didn't know that. Doors are your all-time favorite uh, band. Soft Parade is an amazingly great album and very underrated. I uh, I agree with you, my friend. Moonlight Drive, fuck, that's a great song. Oh, Pat, bravo. Everybody just wants to listen to Lover Madly. Nobody wants to get weird with the sh Shaman's Blues or Running Wild. Oh, my God, two more great door songs. And you're 100% right. That's what drove me nuts when I, I did uh, rock radio for a bunch of years. I'm like, there's so many great songs out there that they they were scared to play on the radio. You start doing deep tracks of Zeppelin, it, it was the same shit. Why are we playing Stairway to Heaven again or Rock and Roll? Christ. Let's play Travel in Riverside Blues. Or Hey, Hey, What Can I Do? Both those songs, by the way. Uh, this is how great Led Zeppelin was. If you don't know Traveling Riverside Blues or Hey, Hey, What Can I Do by Led Zeppelin, look them up after the live stream. Those two songs, this is how great the band was. They didn't put them on albums. They were like kind of like throwaway B-side songs when they used to do B-sides. You're not going to find those two songs on albums or original albums. I'm sure they figured it out on a Greatest Hits or something, but that's how great that band was. Like, eh, Hey, Hey, What Can I Do? Ah. And then uh, I think a DJ said, fuck this. They, they turned over the, uh, you know, the record and Hey, Hey, What Can I Do is a B-side and uh, the rest is history. It's a great song, man. Rain Song by Zeppelin, that should be on the fucking radio every day, Jimbo Morrison. No quarter? All right. And I'll tell you right now, um, Led Zeppelin 3 is my favorite Zeppelin album. Most people would go four. I go three. I go with the tree. And two's not far behind, but everyone focuses on four because of, you know, Stairway and Black Dog. Nobody wants to talk about the Lemon Song or I'm Gonna Crawl. Exactly, Pat Duffy. And I know you're not Googling. I know you know your shit. Oh, even the later disco shit, uh, Carousel Lombra. That's a great song, actually, which is 11 minutes long and incredible when you're super stoned. <laughs> Well, if you want to go with that, let's go within the evening, Pat Duffy. How that song builds. Oh, doggy has to go out. He's wagging his tail behind me. Oh, doggy, you were sitting here the whole time? Hi, doggy. All right, we'll go out. You can sniff and pee and poo on uh, more stuff. Boo 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 bo